0: It's time to go around the courts with Sean Fuster on 5AA Breakfast. Speak up with Crime Stoppers, independent charity empowering you to keep your community safe, supported by
1: Police Credit Union. Sean, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. And look, that text message joke must be going around the traps because my mum sent me the text with saying the exact same thing about my father.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe... Every married woman of a certain age thought the same thing in response to today's talk. Oh,
1: yeah. Maybe it's a bit braggadocious, you know. Here I can claim the old boy and say a good thing about him. Yeah, that's know? right. Exactly. Lovely uh, romances in the air.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sean, um, there's always this interesting intersection that uh, which that manifests in trials where we talk about uh, mental illness and forming behaviour and. Uh, How it came about and especially when drugs are involved, the whole thing gets more complicated and you've got one of those for us this morning with regard to a, a teenager who claimed mental illness drove her to stab a dealer 34 times.
1: That's right, we're talking about the case of Cynthia Rigney here. Now this is a murder trial that has been going on for some time. And the reason for that is very complex. We've talked before on this show, guys, we've also talked on Just Lawful about when someone has a mental illness and it's found that that mental illness meant that they were incapable of understanding the wrongfulness of their actions. They're found not guilty by reason of mental incompetence. They spend the rest of their lives under mental health supervision, traditionally the director of public prosecutions will agree with doctors when doctors come back and say yes this person was mentally incompetent at the time of the offense. In the Rigney case however there's a wrinkle and it's a fairly big one. Doctors do not believe beyond reasonable doubt that Miss Rigney was mentally incompetent at the time that she killed Maria Lewis. Now Miss Lewis was someone who sold a bit of cannabis on the side There are allegations that Ms. Rigney tried to buy cannabis from Ms. Lewis. Ms. Lewis refused, saying you're too young, we don't sell to kids, I don't give drugs to kids, that's my personal line. And that Ms. Rigney then returned with a knife and, as you said, well, stabbed her 34 times in less than three minutes. What's come out now in the evidence is the doctors are saying, look, it's very clear Ms. Rigney has ongoing issues of schizophrenia, that she was hearing voices both before And after the incident, but the way she describes or indeed refuses to describe the situation, the incident itself, there's no proof that her mental illness was the driving factor in that moment.
2: Is it it established as fact, though, Sean, that she has a history of suffering from schizophrenia?
1: Absolutely. More than three admissions to places like, including James Nash House, during her very young life. Um, And clearly, flor- as they described, clear, florid psychotic symptoms, including auditory hallucinations, visual hallucinations, disturbed and erratic thoughts, disturbed speech patterns. So the the fine line here, guys, is that they're trying to say, on the prosecution case anyway, that this young woman does have a mental illness, but that mental illness was not so bad at the moment of the stabbing that she was unable to understand that stabbing someone to death was criminal
2: does sound like the defence lawyers have got a bit to work with, though, given that history that you just documented Mm. there.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Former Judge Stephen Milstead KC, is representing Ms. Regney, and he's asking things like, well, given that your diagnosis is so finely balanced, doctor, can you concede that you might be wrong? And the doctors had to say, well, absolutely I might be wrong. What I'm saying is that I can't find it beyond reasonable doubt to meet the tests in the legislation. Mm. It doesn't mean she's not sick. It's just that I can't... Say beyond reasonable doubt that she was sick at the in those three minutes.
0: So yeah, that's that's fascinating. Then, given that the burden of evidence is on the prosecution, what what points of evidence can you point to that would suggest? I mean, I can't imagine there'd be anything that definitively would say in that moment there was no issue, given the
1: history. No, that's right, that's right. But at the same time, they're pointing to things like she went to cash converters a couple of hours beforehand to withdraw $200 specifically to buy drugs that she had according to them attempted to purchase drugs from Miss Lewis a couple of days earlier and there'd been an altercation in the front yard that she had a, a very poor what they say a very poor grasp of frustration control and that had manifested itself at different times in her life finally they're arguing that an aroused state of anger Happens to pretty much everybody at some point in their lives. It doesn't have to be a result of a mental illness.
2: Mm-hmm. Fascinating stuff, as always, Sean. Sean Fuster, Chief Court Reporter for the Advertiser, will catch up again next week. David penberthy and Will Goodings,
1: six to nine,
2: five double A breakfast.